And now for our feature presentation. Pushgapradio.com, Duncanville, Dallas, Fort Worth. Hi, from Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, Pushgap Radio. Hello, you can Dallas, Fort Worth, where this is Jackie. Of South Fort Worth and the main event show. Push Gap Radio dot com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome to another edition of Shaka Four One in the main event. With Jackie O. This week, we're having a throwback show. It's our State of Black America show, which was originally recorded in 2017. We still firmly believe that a lot of these issues are still going on today. Also, for those of you who think that we should get a job, I have something to say to you as well. Never average, never mediocre, online, on point, and on the freaking money. In Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, it's the bangingest thing on your urban internet radio dial. Pushgapradios.com. Dallas, baby. PushGapRadio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Trust you all had a very phenomenal September 11th weekend. Just a little something for those of you. We're going to get into our throwback show here very shortly. Um, I just wanted to address something. To all of you people who are telling us that we're laid off due to COVID to get a job, let me tell your ass something. I promise you, I can do your damn job. I bet you can't do mine. Why you want me to go get these crappy, shitty-ass jobs at a restaurant, in a warehouse, or standing somewhere packing supplies off of a shelf? 15 years, over 15 years, really, but for the last continuous 15 years, I've been a motor coach driver. Do you know what it takes to become a motor coach driver? Now, just because I can do it so effortlessly means I'm good at it just like you are at your damn job but I bet you 85% of you that I can do your job I bet you can't drive that damn motor coach I was making great money in my industry and we should get a job because we're lazy and we don't want to work and we're just sucking on the government tit that's my tax dollar that you will take the Bella company out, but you'll tell me that it's a handout. Those are my tax dollars. I started driving back in the 80s. I drove in the 90s. And since 2005, I've been driving motor coaches in Dallas, Fort Worth. For 15 years, I would be in my 16th year now. So you sit here telling us who went to school, 
who put in the time, effort, energy, the certifications, the testing and everything to get the job that we wanted, you know, just like you. But now we should just go get anything, right? I bet your ass wouldn't do it. See, it's easy for you to tell somebody something when you're good. When someone else doesn't have a place to live, but you do, you don't give a damn. When someone else doesn't have a car, but you do, you don't give a damn. When someone's looking for a job, but you have one, that's very easy for you to say. I'm sick of you damn people. I bet you and I want you to write me back or hit me up or whatever. And tell me your job. I bet you don't even know how to turn the damn bus on. I bet you don't even know how to open the door on a 45 foot $600,000 motor coach. And you have the nerve to sit here and tell us who've put in the exact amount of work that you did to get where we were in our industry that we should just take whatever. You can kiss my ass. I'm sick of you people. The hypocrisy. Because if it was you, you would want your unemployment. That's your tax dollar that you worked for. You would want some government aid because when the taxes come out of your paycheck, they go to the government, steal your taxes. You can't stop them from funding the Afghanistan war. If you don't have children, you can't stop them from paying your taxes to the school system. The nerve of you people. We should just take anything. Like the, the 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 white girl here on the damn news report. Chick, I can do your job. I'm doing it now. I'm just not in front of a camera. We can hire a damn monkey to do most of you all's jobs. I promise you. Ask Dr. Aaron Ramsey at KYBNRadio.com. He used to drive motor coaches. Dr. Ramsey, please, sir, go to the hospital and pick out five people that can drive that motor coach. Because it's more technical today than it was back in 1980 and 1995 when I started driving. Everything's more technical. But I promise you, I promise you my bottom damn dollar, your ass can't even open the door on the bus. You cannot start the bus. How long would it take for you to learn my job driving a 45 foot $600,000 motor coach? And how long would it take me to learn to do your damn job? You people need to shut the hell up and sit down because if it was reversed, you would want to be taken care of from your tax dollar too. see in America. There are too many clicks. Again, if this was Austria or Sweden or somewhere like that, They would pay their people. But in America, you got blacks and Hispanics and Arabs and Asians and all of that. So if the white people think somebody else getting it, they don't want you to get it. That's the problem in America. If it was homogenous and we were all white people in America, I bet there would be no problem with the unemployment. You people who have jobs are freaking hypocrites. 
I look at Nancy Reagan, who was against homosexuality until her daughter came out gay. Hypocrite. I look at Nancy Reagan, who was against stem cell research until Ronald Reagan got sick and needed it. Then she was all for it. Hypocrite. I just wanted to say that to you people during September 11th. I can do your damn job. I bet you, you cannot do mine. We have a throwback show today. It is our State of Black America show that we recorded back in 2017. Okay. And back then, well, not 2017. I think it was more like 2013 now that I look at the numbers. 2013, we recorded the State of Black America show. We strongly believe that a lot of this stuff still applies today. As you see what's going on across America with the pandemic, things of that nature. So I just want you to check it out. We'll be back on next week with an all brand new show. Uh, You know, it's football season. Okay, so I uh, spent a lot of time watching football and um, just wanted you to know that uh, I'm glad football is back. And for those of you who say, remember September 11th, remember Pearl Harbor, remember World War I and World War II, but slavery, you niggas need to forget about that and get over it. It was so long ago. Banging this thing in the urban internet radio game. I promise you, nigga, I can do your damn job. You could not do mine. Banging this thing in the urban internet radio game. Syndicated through KYB and radios.com in Mountain View, California. Dr. Ramsey, go find me five people who can drive that motor coach, baby. And I will come in unless they're doctors or nurses. But if they're administrators or whatever else in that hospital, I promise you, sir, I can do their job. Never average, never mediocre, online, on point, and on the freaking money. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradios.com, the power is in the name. Pushgapradios.com. Hey, don't keep us a secret. Pushgap. Dallas, baby. Pushgapradio.com, bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. Pushgapradio.com. It's Dallas, baby. Pushgapradio.com. We're going to take over this town like street sweepers. That's Be cool, nigger. Nigger. No more. Nigger cops. Have you lost your mind? I mean, how is it that you can disrespect a man's ethnicity when you know we've influenced nearly every facet of white America? From our music to our style of dress, not to mention your basic imitation of our sense of cool. Walk, talk, dress, mannerisms. We enrich your very existence, all the while contributing to the gross national product through our achievements in corporate America. It's these conceits that comfort me when I'm faced with the ignorant, cowardly, bitter, and bigoted who have no talent, no guts. People like you who desecrate things they don't understand when the truth is you should say thank you, man, and go on about your way. But apparently you're incapable of doing that. So. Double. My bad, dog. And don't tell me to be cool. 
I am cool. Racial epithets. Why does it always come down to that? Pushcatradio.com. We want to be your official Dallas internet station. Hi, from Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, it's Push Gap Radio. Ooh, girl, you can't feel it. How Dallas, Fort Worth works. This is Jackie. What up, y'all? This is Jackie O. Of Shaka Ford One and the main event show. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. This is Billy Bad. Sorry I'm not in, but you can always listen to me on PushGapRadio.com. For all the latest in urban news, sports, and entertainment, PushGapRadios.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, pushing hip-hop and r from back in the gap. Listen to Shaka Ford One in the main event only on PushGapRadio.com. It's Dallas, baby. Dallas, baby. Shaka PushGapRadio.com. Come in Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Thank you for logging on to the Shocker Ford One and the Main Event Show. We consider it an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure. Today's show is a promotion for our first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America program, which we will be running live Monday, September 9th, 2013 at 8 p.m. Today's show will cover the power of the N-word, marriage and relationships, and four types of black people. You can watch us live on our website on Monday, September 9th by going to pushgapradio.com and clicking live on the air. Now, enjoy our pre-State of Black America show on pushgapradio.com. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to our month? Oh, come on. What do you do with yours? Which month is White History Month? Well, well, come on, tell me. Well, uh, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Do yeah. you want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And Stop so- talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. And now, the State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine, broadcast exclusively on PushGapRadio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, and Fort Worth. PushGapRadio.com. The official internet station of SimplyMeMagazine.com. PushGapRadio.com. Dallas, baby. Marcus Garvey said, A people without the knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. Good evening from the worldwide studios of PushGapRadio.com, located in beautiful Dallas, Texas. I'm your moderator, Clifton Shackleford, along with Jacqueline Flowers. And this is the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America. America program. This State of Black America program is sponsored by Simply Me magazine. They say that every man has a responsibility to contribute 
to making the world a better place before he dies. That is what we are attempting to do here tonight at PushGapRadio.com. We have created a platform for the common man, that's us, to speak out on what we consider to be the state of the community in which we live. So, going by the vision of a man that I think is one of the greatest men that America has ever produced, that's the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And tonight, we will speak out about our own community and what it is we need to do to resolve some of the issues that we have in our neighborhood. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome. No, I join hands so often with students and others behind jail bars singing it. We shall overcome. Sometimes we've had tears in our eyes when we joined together to sing it, but we still decided to sing it. We shall overcome. No, before this victory is won, some will have to get thrown in jail some more, but we shall overcome. Don't worry about us. Before the victory is won, some of us will lose jobs, but we shall overcome. Before the victory is won, even some will have to face physical death. Physical death is the price that some must pay to free their children from a permanent psychological death. Then nothing shall be more redemptive. We shall overcome. Before the victory is won, some will be misunderstood and called bad names and dismissed as rabble-rousers and agitators. But we shall overcome. And I'll tell you why. We shall overcome because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. We shall overcome because Carlisle is right. No lie can live forever. And we will be able to rise from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope. And this will be a great America. We will be the participants in making it so. And so as I leave you this evening, I say, walk together, children. Don't you get weary. There's a great cap meeting in the corner. To the State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine, broadcast exclusively on PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com, the official internet station of Simply Me Magazine.com. PushGapRadio.com. Pray that until something happens. Baby. God always provides. At PushGapRadio.com, where the power is in the name. This is Big O representing Dallas, Texas, and I listen to the new PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com in Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. We're pushing hip-hop and R&B from back in the gap. Before we went to the break, we were discussing the power of the N-word. A lot of people have been put off by the N-word or the power of the word nigger. All right, this was ran on 60 Minutes on Sunday, just in case you missed it. Here's an email that says, Words like nigger only have as much power as you give them. This word has been held over black folks' head for so long that a non-nigger, that's N-I-G-G-A, knows if you want to get some smack going, just say that word and all hell will break loose. Why do you all give a care who says it and why they say it? Has anyone ever heard the saying, it ain't what people call you, it's what you answer to? Good grief, the word will keep you down and offend you as long as you let it. Has anybody uh, steps outside of their boundaries and ever said that to you? A non african-american or a non-negro big up yeah and it wasn't a good outcome it 
was. Okay. <laughs> was not a good outcome for that person who even decided to right, figure he right. could use the word in the wrong context. With impunity, huh? Without well, worrying he, about he, the punishment. He, he, he did it so to anger me, to upset me. And right. it worked. I was just a mere adolescent. I was in the seventh grade, and I right. let him have it. Broke his nose in three places. Right. But as a grown man, I now I understand that you know right. the error in my ways, and maybe I should have handled. So you have better control better. now, and of course, of course. But at the, at I don't time, believe. <laughs> don't mess with Big O. Don't call him that. <laughs> Not the N word. But it's it's a term of endearment when it's with us, within when it's the group, with, with, when it's within black right. people. Right. Now I went to a school in DeSoto Junior High, so mm-hmm. that's a school that's predominantly white. Right. Uh, blacks were the minority. There were only, I believe, a total number of like twenty eight black students at the school at the time mm-hmm. so I was one of the black students and I came from Holland Hills moving to DeSoto therefore I was not used to being uh, the, right, the, right. the person who was more or less uh, the, the token Negro or whatever mm-hmm. I was there being myself and of course they had to call me the ER ending word right, you know, nigger right. which is to me that's that, that's when it goes over the boundary right. now I understand that they want to get rid of the word that everyone wants to cease the word stop the word mm-hmm. let the word be dead abolish it yeah. abolish it so to say but why is it so powerful right now because they can't say it mm-hmm. well cause that's because you give them that power look right. me, this, this is the question I want to ask I, to me it has no bearings at all right one of the reasons stating is if I'm reading the Bible, I haven't heard nobody not one time that I know of that said nigga is a black person. And 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 I can't take it from that. Right. I believe in that. I have my faith in this. So it has no weight at all in my life. Only to right. me that I let other people affect me with that word mm-hmm. at all. And like I say, that's if you understand the word. It's a word. So has anyone ever stepped outside of the boundaries and called you that in the workplace or someone uh, of another culture? Yes. I hear it every day in my line of work. You know, I've been off the nigga this and nigga that. Mm. And... As we sit up here and just laughed about it a few minutes ago, that's the same approach that I take when I hear this word from someone. Now it's a little bit more different because I'm talking on the phone. So they don't, they can't see me, they don't know me, but maybe by my voice and the slang, the way I speak, maybe they can, you know, put the two together. But it's funny, you don't even know me. So you ain't sitting in front of my face like you really just tough and bad, That's telling right. me that you some type of nigga. So, no, I, it, it, I, and it helps. I took that. That's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. As in the word in itself, it has no weight at all. Right. I can retaliate and say, suppose I put the same fact up. You know, somebody call you a nigga that's from another um, culture or ethnicity, culture, right? Yeah, right. And I sit back and say, no, you a nigga. Right. So now they still they're going like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they scratching their head, not trying, yeah. trying to figure it out. So you know, it's just as well they throw it to me. I well, we have another email here from Joe Taylor in Dallas. He said, why do so-called white people want to call black people the N-word in the first place? They constantly whine about us using it, but complain that they cannot. Well, why do you want to? 
What we say to each other is none of your business. I do not care what you call each other. And frankly, I do not care how many times you use the N-word in the privacy of your own home amongst yourselves. What you really want is the freedom to insult anyone you feel like with impunity. We'll be back with more in a minute on the Shaka 401 in the main event show, where on this show, we're promoting the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America show September 9th at 8 p.m. Sponsored by SimplyMeMagazine.com. PushGapRadio.com. It's Dallas, baby. Who's more racist, black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people, too. <laughs> Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. It's like a civil war going on with black people. And there's two sides. It's black people and there's niggas. <laughs> the niggas have got to go. Every time black people want to have a good time, it's that ass niggas get up. From our studios to the world, here comes another long set of your favorite hits. What it do? This your boy, Bing, 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 Ricochet Rabbit from Shackle 41 in the main event. We bridging the gap between old and new radio. You better recognize. What I want y'all to do for me. Well, the first thing we want to get into is the African-American culture important in today's society. And to start us off with that, uh, Brother Michael Flemings. Uh, you were speaking on that when you came in. Uh, how deep is the African-American culture in uh, the USA today? Well, thank you for the opportunity uh, to be here. Yes, sir. Now, let me first start off by saying that no people in no society can survive without some appreciation of the role of culture. That's right. Culture is the vehicle or the means by which uh, a people transmit or transfer the values the things that are necessary right. for your your inhabitants, your people to know in order to right. build strong societies. It also provides an attachment to yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gives you a linkage between those who came before you so you have right. a, a heritage right. to know who you are in light of who you come from right. and their achievements. Well, I mean, yeah. we could we could say that, but I mean, you can use you can take a gospel group like Mary Mary and their music is partially secular and their videos are not too far from borderline. Mm-hmm. They're not too far from borderline in secular videos. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it's more than just the music. It's the video, the visions that are being portrayed and exactly. the music in itself, everything, the right. whole industry that's driving it. And, and there are I mean, Christian just, rappers nowadays. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yes, I'm and, and, and yeah. say one thing. Go ahead. That music is an instrument. It's mm-hmm. a tool. It's a means. First of all, it's universal. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not owned by anybody. Right. right. And the universe operates off of uh, patterns and rules that deal with math and music. Mm-hmm. But it's like a gun. A gun isn't bad and evil. Mm-hmm. It's the hand that wields it. Right. And the purpose intended by that mind. Mm-hmm. The first rappers in this country, one of them was Amari Barak in 1941. Right. Later wow. on, we had generations of wow. rappers like Gil Scott Heron. Mm-hmm. Because we were in a movement. There was a civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And we understood that music can transcend right. territories and unite people in a common cause. Right. And so music conditions the minds. And the words now can bypass the seat of reasoning and motivate you and move you. Right. So I'm in agreement with what's being said here. Right. It's not the music that's bad, and not even the words. Mm-hmm. It's the, the mind that is using that instrument to try to impart something that may or may not be good for the listeners. Also, we're going to look into a little bit of, do you think celebrities 
should speak up more. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, and Muhammad Ali back in the day. So we're going to get into that as well. The first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America program. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned for more interesting topics on the first annual PushGapRadio.com, the State of Black America show sponsored by Simply Me magazine. As a black man, when you hear that 93% of black murder victims are killed by other blacks, do you think that blacks are their own worst victims? Yes, and they are doing the work of the Klan. That's exactly what's going on here. And, and let me deal with this with, with, with Reverend Sharpton's comment for a second. So let me take the CNN contributor hat off for a moment. I've been the editor of three black newspapers, the editor of a black website, commentator for a black cable network, and I've also uh, been the editor of a black uh, magazine. And I have not covered a single rally where 50,000 African Americans were protesting on black on black crime. Pushcatradio.com. Let me tell you who to blame. Blame the boy lying at your feet, his body oozing life through the hole in his stomach where the bullet tore him apart. Blame him for challenging you, for not looking away and for not backing down when you pulled out the gun. Blame your mother for bringing you into this world when she was but a kid herself and for dragging you up, not bringing you up. Blame society for not giving you hope. Blame your father for not being there, the man who looked after himself instead of looking after you. Blame the gun in your hand for making you a target, for making you more likely to be picked on. Blame the dead boy, blame your mother, blame society, blame your father, blame the gun, blame anyone but yourself for not being strong enough to put down the gun, to break the cycle. And now, back to the State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me magazine, broadcast exclusively on PushGapRadio.com. Welcome back to the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America program. Now, with our first round of questions, dealing with the N-word, here's Jackie L. to present our question. Should using the word nigger be banned by all races, including blacks? Okay, who do you want to start with? Let's start with Miss Janelle. Uh, of course, <laughs> everybody should be banned for using that word. It's just like a curse word. It's an insult um, when someone uses it. And usually when someone uses it, they use it in a negative way. And there really isn't no positive to that word. Right. So so I, I've always, even when I was a child, I always uh, 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 looked at that word as a definite curse word. So are you offended word. by that word? Yes, I was offended by that word. Even though I'm light-skinned and all that, you <laughs> call white girl, black girl, some whatever, nigga right, too. Right, You know, mm-hmm. but yes, I mean, it, it is very offensive. And, yeah. and you know, even when, when comedians... You know, talk and you know, joke around and all that. They should stop that too, just like Richard Pryor. I agree. He said he would no longer use. And I was so right, proud when he came of him. back from Africa. So, Sharon yes. Davis, what do yes. you think about the N word? The younger generation used the N word, and that would be uh, in any race. So, therefore, I don't feel it. I'm not defended by it anymore, <laughs> as I would have in the, right, in right, the days, because right. it's just they just say it with, with you know. 
anybody want to say it? Yeah, well, I'm under the impression that the word was used and we devalued it, we beat it down to the point because they used it to hurt us and oppress us. And this is from my research of what, you know, I've delved into about it. The word doesn't offend me because I know where it comes from. You can't go in calling Italians guineas and wops. They call themselves that. You can't go in the Hispanic community calling them wetbacks and whatnot. They call each other uh, racial epithets. What do you care what we call ourselves? But and that's I, what gets me. But see, I think, though, if we're calling ourselves that, then we're telling them that it's okay for them to use that word, too. And it's not. But they call each other wops and guineas. Are they telling you that it's, it's okay for you to call them that? But Why does it work for them and not for us? That's their race and their culture. I'm right. talking about ours. Even though they call themselves those names, right. they didn't go through the same thing that our people that's went true. through. First of all, let's, let's get something straight. You know, the psychology of this is powerful. Cognitive dissonance says that I want to create... Uh, a conflict in your life where you hold two competing values. Mm-hmm. Uh, the definition of a nigger has not changed in any of the books that define it. Right. Okay? And it is to get you to, to redefine it so that you find it acceptable so you do what I can no longer do because see, I know it's still the same because if you are another uh, 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 ethnicity and you call me that, I can prosecute you right. for a hate crime. Right. Okay? So we know it's still the same. Right. And there's no other ethnic group that has the wide media use of speaking about themselves in those derogatory terms. As black so folks. We must exactly. get a group conditioned where they accept terms mm-hmm. that will demean them in the eyes of other groups, not in your it's not about how you see it right. and how you mm-hmm. feel about it, but how is it perceived by the people that you gotta look to to help you. Right. When exactly. you lose sight of that, then you'll accept something that will degrade you in the eyes of others and then you can't understand why they won't accept you. Dope Marina. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I can see um the young one on this topic. Um <laughs> Because your 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 generation, okay, y- y'all just use the way the way that the okay. This is how we look at it. First, I understand the oldest generation plight on it. I understand what they went through. I didn't see that. I I can't recognize with it generally because it's only a part of my history. I didn't go through it, mm-hmm. and so I have not had the bad opportunities of a person calling me a nigger in my face in a derogatory manner to where it offends me. But there are still possibilities for that to happen. Black people are using the word in a derogatory form to each other every day. Let's see. Here's an example, real simple. I was at the uh, library at the Lancaster uh, Center Complex. That's where they have the new recreation center, the Mm -hmm. library, and so forth. I'm going to the library because I want to look and see if I can find some books for our GED tutoring Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. As I'm going in and pulling up, there are a couple of older white gentlemen, and they're businessmen because, you know, business people and so forth hang around this place. Mm -hmm. Our young brother pulls up in his car. You hear him coming two blocks away. Yeah. And he pulls up. Base and he's it like, out. Nigga do this. The nigga can't do that. But here's right. the point. I wasn't concerned. It doesn't offend me. Mm-hmm. And it obviously didn't offend a young man. But what I'm trying to say is, is that it's being done because they want, in the eyes of other people, of not mm-hmm. of your culture, that word means something. And I heard those men say, they will never learn. See, those are the people you have to go to for education, for jobs, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you are defining yourself in their eyes as being uncouth that you don't understand what that word really means to us and how we perceive it in the mouths of the people who are saying it. So it's not about me being offended. It's not about whether or not the young people who have redefined it can tolerate it in a new way. So do you think that the word nigger should be banned by everyone, including black no, people? No, no. I don't think that you can regulate certain social things. I think if you're doing a good job in your home, in your family as parents, raising your children, that you will create a mindset where right. your children will what? 
exercise discipline and control in themselves. Yeah. You can't legislate these kinds of things. It's like trying to legislate sagging. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That's, right. that's an expenditure of time and manpower you don't have. So what we're saying... That is a, 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 an, eth- a, a an ethical, right. moral issue mm-hmm. that can only be taught in the home. Ahead, educate. Baby. Educate. And, and what I'm hearing is... What happened to the power of educating our youth mm-hmm. on certain terminology that they're using? Right. Right. You know, what, what happened? Uh, the young man said he wasn't in slavery. Right. What happened to us? Telling you know a lot of things that our mom taught us. We don't. We haven't passed down. Right. right. You know, I, I was uh, at a birthday party for a five-year-old kid, and I brought a CD that had children's songs on it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want the songs. Nope. They wanted 104 and 103. This is a baby birthday party. Mm-hmm. So they didn't even understand. They didn't even know what nursery rhymes. So where, what have we done to educate our people in where we was to where we should be going? Right. So do you think, Vivian Clark from Simply Me Magazine, that when you're in the car or your kids are around the house that you play that type of music when they're present? I mean, you have radio versions, you have the street version. It's still not good enough. Okay. The the radio version is just a little watered down. It's not it's not edited very much to the terminology that they're using. Is The only difference is, is that they're not cursing. They're still saying the same thing. Right. And it's just like, okay, just far as the N-word, it's not... It's a word is a word. You only can give it power. So two if for two. so, I mean, I understand. So, me and my friends we say bro a lot instead of nigga. But it's it's a, it's all about what type of power you give a word. Exactly. Why is it that when we when we use that in our settings and music comes to us? But you know what? I see the same young men who are trying to aspire to higher levels mm-hmm. when they go in to meet with certain people outside of the music industry and so forth. They don't use that word because they know it's not acceptable in that right. setting. Mm-hmm. They can they can define them and limit mm-hmm. their opportunities outside that setting. Yeah, that's a so time and place what I'm for everything. Is this is that we we spend a lot of time and effort trying to justify something to make it right, to, you know, to to make it sound palatable and okay for us in that setting. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is what is its potential to have uh, a powerful effect in broad arenas? Because mm-hmm. you have to live outside of that and you have to interact with other people. Right. And people will limit you based on the words out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Ms. Jeanette about? Clark, yeah. what, how do you think the media portrays African Americans today? I mean, in... Look at you. As, as, far, as far as using... You still using the word? Talking to Mike, sweetie. Don't talk to me over here. <laughs> as, as far as still using the word? Well, no, no, not the word. I mean the portrayal of blacks. Yeah. What I mean, even in the movies, what are yeah. we doing? We're playing pimps and prostitutes and drug dealers still. Very few parts, to me, have any substance to them. Denzel gets great parts and whatnot. But most yeah. of the parts you see with blacks, to me, in the media, it still has a negative slant to it. So I was just wondering, how did you view it? But you know I'm what? Get to Miss Vivian Clark next, and she publishes a magazine. Right, but you know what? It's not as negative as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be worse. Right. Okay. Now we have, you know, just like Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, uh, he he he's brought a lot of difference to the world now. To blacks, white, whatever. Uh, people enjoy his movies. Right. Um, Everybody I, except Spike Lee. Well, okay. But I think I think today um, we are viewed 
a little differently. Right. Like we're coming up slowly but surely. I disagree. We're headed. We're headed <laughs> in in that direction. We should be headed. I disagree. But we're not moving fast enough yet. All right, Marino. Okay. What's your argument? In on today, how blacks are portrayed in the media. In today's media, they, they portray us to laugh at us. They use us as their entertainment. The way that they objectify our women is ludicrous. Um, the way the, that they objectify yeah, Man, let me, let me explain. We'll get to that in a minute. I like okay. that. Yeah. Jack, you know what I'm saying? The way, the way, and then the way that we play into it is just ridiculous. And then, like, most rap artists, before they ever begin to rap, they're poets. And um, a poet is a person who depicts pictures through words Mm-hmm. of his or her surroundings. Now, if you are going to sell a certain type of demographic to a child's mind, tell them both sides of the story. Don't sit there and tell my son that you should trap and sell dope all day without giving him the repercussions of what happens That's in that right. lifestyle. So, when you go into a record label, a lot of people don't know this. 50 Cent did not want to make Get Rich or Die Trying. Mm-hmm. He went into the label and said he wanted to make a completely clean album. If you listen to 50 Cent's music now, it's a lot less gangster. It's right, a lot right. less cursing. He made it because he was for the love of money. Where he had to make a decision money. about what was good for him personally right. or his community. But, but Interscope, I, I'm not even going to, to, to deal with that. You know what? In the early four, late 40s and early 50s, uh, when they came with TV, mm-hmm. TV was invented in 1941. Mm-hmm. It became uh, 80% of the households by 1961 because there was powers to be who recognized the, the power of it to indoctrinate. That is to begin new teaching. And so what happens is we were displayed in, P- in, in TV programs like Amos and Andy and so forth. Right. Step and right. Step right. And we were always the buffoon. Right. That's what the word nigger means. It means buffoon. Can't learn. Stupid. All he wants to Coonery. do is sing and dance and play ball and have yeah. fun. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so and we fought those early issues because they were they were what we call a caricature. Right. Mm-hmm. They did not represent us as a whole people and it distorted to America because there were people who never knew black people mm-hmm. or interacted. But their perception about black people came from what was portrayed in the media. Right. Mm-hmm. In 1969 there was a paradigm, a change in the model, mm-hmm. where it went from family-owned programs to top 10 shows were family-owned programs, even with black people, right. to uh, this character again, where you have no positive role models for black men, and so forth. Right. Either you're right. an athlete, or you're doing some unusual superhuman things that's like not that. reality. Right. And so now we look for our heroes in white America, and so forth. That's by design. Right. Today, we they do not. The media is biased. It went from being Inclusive, everybody right. to exclusive now in the hands of five what people. Vivian Clark from Simply Me Magazine. What do you think of the portrayal of African Americans in today's media? We didn't dress it up so pretty. We <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know how it's coming. We didn't dress Man. it up so pretty. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean it's ridiculous, you know. Uh, so I, what is Simply Me trying to do to change the perception? of African-Americans in print. We focus on the positive side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, What the media and what the TV has portrayed and for plus sides now, Mm -hmm. for plus sides. We focus on the positive Mm -hmm. because just because we are plus sides, Mm -hmm. we are beautiful and we still can do a lot of things. We have accomplished a lot of things in life. Yes. The media has distorted the image of what is a a beautiful woman. You hear me? See, we have anorexia and bulimia because they have put this since 1961 this image that a beautiful, sexy woman uh, weighs 80 pounds. Yeah, and that's so not... We're yeah, going against the there. natural form of rhythm of life. And we got people who are trying to live up to an image that's been portrayed. Mm-hmm. And we don't like ourselves anymore. Bleaching our skin. To, 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 and, to, to yeah. conform to an image. 
that does not allow us to be unique and right. individual. Mm-hmm. We need to tell our children, our young black girls, the boys, that you are somebody just the way you are. Right. Your hair is not nappy. That's why the one it's pastor. Ahead, Jackie, that's why one the minute. one pastor in Waco uh, has decided that he is banning weave in his church. Now how are you going because do that? he says <laughs> that black women that were weave have their priorities messed up. He said that we're tr- that they're trying to be white. And that is he they paying sh- for it? No, he's <laughs> saying that he said, for instance, there was this one lady that paid three hundred dollars to get her weave put in, mm-hmm. but she's a mother, a struggling mother. So he think that instead of him, her paying three hundred dollars to get her hair done, she should have spent that three hundred dollars on her children. That's being done. You got school districts in the that. suburbs that require their cheerleaders to not have plaited hair. Right. You can't do this. You have to conform to mm-hmm. look like this European image. All right. When we come back, we're going to touch a little deeper on that. Also, our next. Next topic is going to be on education, young black men, and incarceration versus college. It's the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America show, and we will be back with more topics and more interesting stuff. First annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America is sponsored by Simply Me Magazine. Don't go anywhere. The State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine, will return after these messages. Because that's what conservatism means. Conservatism comes from the root word to conserve. To conserve means to hold on to what you've got, or those who ain't got, as my mother said, a third grade death education, you ain't going to get. That's what conservatism means. And it means nothing else. It means maintain the status quo. It means use every device that you have to give the pretense that what you see is normal. And right now there's a conservative move in this country going from the White House across this land to the Congress that says whatever exists all over this nation and in Los Angeles is normal. Don't let people run that game on you about being a conservative. You tell them, fine, you only tell me what are you conserving? And when my people never had anything, what are they, what would, why would they want to be a conservative? So the biggest problem we're going to have is conservatism when it goes across this nation. So when people start talking about they want to go back and be a conservative, you ask them, what are you trying to conserve? When my people don't own anything and you own 100%, what have I got to conserve? When you hear blacks going around screaming about they are black conservatives, you ask them, what are you conserving? Tell me one point in history. If you found something that you want to conserve. And now here's the second part of the power of the N-word as the Shackle 401 in the main event show as we prepare to broadcast our first annual State of Black America show on PushGapRadio.com, which again is September 9th at 8 p.m. You can watch as we shoot the show on our video by going to our website at PushGapRadio.com and clicking on live. We invite you to join us. This is every time you try it. So do you think that automatically when a white person calls a black person the it's N-word? the way the word something? is used. Right. Look, if, if a white kid's in the home right now, they listen to um, Snoop Dogg or somebody, mm-hmm. and his director saying, nigga, 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 mama not, and papa downstairs going crazy because that kid listening, this is number one. But right, you know what? Right, right. The, the whole thing is about this. They want to be able to express themselves. It, it's, it's actually, we bring something to the table. They think it's cool. That's so right. they sitting around, they buddy, they going, what's up, nigga? But they ain't number three white folks now. That's right. I ain't seen not one black man 
in that crowd, but they call each other niggas. And they, and, but now when they come around us, now they what? got to, now they got to shelled it. Now they got to like. So big up. What's your what's your outlook on the on on the N word uh, as we start to wrap up here? What what do you think we should go with it? Should we stop or should we use it in a limited sense? I mean, uh, Billy Bad just put it to you guys the way it should have been put from the start. They look at it now as if it's cool. You know, and uh, basically, they want to be cool. And right, if you if you really think about it, it's so powerful, and it's and it's made this this thing worldwide and nationally because we are cool. And uh, that's right. And seriously, I mean seriously, they have you know issues, I guess, with coolness, and they want to be cool. So if you're going to be accepted, they want to be. That's us. the thing to be. They want to be one of us. Uh, on I know you guys, maybe everybody around here watched Dave Chappelle episode. That's where, right. Where they, you know, he Clayton Bigsby. Right. Okay. He's Perfect a classman, but he's, he's a classman, but he's black <laughs> and blind, and he's blind, but he doesn't know he's black. <laughs> okay. But he but he stops and they and they stop and they see a, a, a group of white kids in a car and they call them niggas. Right. And and he asked and he called them a bunch of niggas because he heard that music. Right. And just that fast. That made those white kids say, wow, he called us niggers. Here's cool. a story real quick that I'm going to tell you. I told you I'm a limousine driver. One day, I picked up some kids from a wedding over in Highland Park by SMU, Southern Methodist University. The car broke down at Mockingbird and 75. As we went inside the bookstore to wait, I called ahead to get another car to come pick them up. As we were standing there, a little five-year-old white boy turns to me and said, will our driver be white? I looked immediately in the little white boy's face and said, absolutely, sir. Would you like a white driver? Then I proceeded to get on the phone and call my company and told him that the little white boy wanted a white driver. Fortunately, Mark was on his way. He's a white driver in a white limousine. So you can imagine the fun I had with that. The woman who was chaperoning him was losing her freaking mind. But it was a beautiful thing. I said that to say this. It's taught. That little kid don't know anything about that. Until someone in his household brought that up. What's your opinion? What do you think? Hit us up at 972-591-8777. Or you can check us out at Podomatic. Keyword search. PushGapRadio.com. Also check us out on YouTube. Become a follower. And remember this. The people that follow us aren't followers. Billy Bad. We keep it real. On PushGapRadio.com. Big up. Keeping it real. Wow, these people are very <laughs> limited well, in what they what? have no, to say. Excuse me, because you know I'm down with PushGapRadio.com. That's what now, that is. Now, You're down me. with PushGap? <laughs> That's what I need to hear. We say that because we're devastating, tentilating, definitely invigorating. Not like I'm insinuating that. I think we're stimulating. Reason that we get good ratings because we don't be perpetrating. All we got to do is touch a microphone. We push Gap Radio. We're pushing hip-hop and R&B from back in the gap. Hamilton Park, stand up. We'll catch you next week. For the hottest old school hip-hop and R&B, entertainment, and current events, stay connected to PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com. We want to be your official Dallas Internet radio station. We got to understand, nigga is a global phenomenon. And if you are a nigga wherever you are, this is why I use the term with promiscuity. I understand that as a nigga in America, there are niggas throughout the world. Can we connect to our core niggadom to understand the vicious ways... 
in which we have been in which we have been subverted. And finally, as people of color, we cannot afford to to in one sense give voice to policies that don't recognize the fundamental humanity of our brothers and sisters. And sometimes we barricade ourselves behind our religious and theological justifications and what we don't understand, those are problematic too. You don't worship the Bible, you worship the God who gave you the Bible. When you close the Bible, you have not closed the mouth or mind of God. And so what we must do is use our perspective as Christians, as Muslims, as those who read the Bhagavad Gita, the Tao Te Ching, the Bible, and use it for the purpose of maximizing freedom and expanding democracy and not shutting it down. And in that sense, that's a black problem. As long as there's injustice anywhere, there's a threat to justice everywhere, and that is essentially a black perspective. In Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, we're PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com. We want to be your official Dallas internet station. I already knew that I was going to go to college, you know, from a young age. I definitely want to major in political science. After that, I'm going to get my law degree. Then I'm going to come back to Detroit, boost the economy, become the mayor or something, try to make the situation better for other people. I feel like I owe it to the city. I'm determined. It's it, it's gonna happen. My name is Justin, and I am your dividend. And now, back to the first annual State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine on PushGapRadio.com. In the next segment, we will be covering education because of mine. Is a terrible thing to waste. Welcome back to the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America program, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine. Our next topic covers education, and with our first question is Jacqueline Flowers. Teachers unions and the education establishment have been more interested in pay raises and grants than student achievement, testing, and competition from Catholic schools. Do you think poor black children get adequate education? And we're going to start with Mr. Michael Flinnins. Well, first of all, um, what is education and what is, what is the purpose mm-hmm. of education? Right. There is no known society in the history of the world that doesn't have some type of institution of formal education. Right. That is to to teach your people, your inhabitants, the things that are necessary for a society to progress and grow. Mm-hmm. When there's a ceiling or a cap on education or the quality of education is lacking, there is no progression. You remain in a primitive state mm-hmm. with no improvement. In America, one of the first victories we won in 1950, was it 52, 51, which was the, um, uh, the Brown versus the Tennessee Board of Education, right, Board of that, education. that mandated equal what? Right and excellent. That right. was the resources mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we were deprived of them. We had our schools, but we didn't have the money. We didn't control no publishing arms and so forth, so we didn't have all the tools. Right. And that was to provide it for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, It didn't happen. For a period in the 60s, it began to happen before power was circumvented and then began to convince us to go to their schools and their neighborhoods, mm-hmm. hostile environments. Right. Today, 
I went to a school called Roosevelt, built in 1961, that had everything that you see in the suburbs today. In My school. school's rival. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we didn't like no good thing. We, we had banking. We even went to the fair once uh, uh, a year to go to the symphony to Colors, expose right, other right. cultural kind of thing. Right. Right. None of those things that they did for me in my generation by our people is being done for the children today. Exactly. It's called the miseducation of America on two levels. Now, right. the next question here, my dear cousin Charmin, you just put two daughters through college. How did you express to them the value of education? Well, expressing them the value of education is very important and and to... Um, what school does uh, Mia go to? Mia go to the University of Houston and I have another daughter that's studying for law school. Her LSAP, she'll be taking October the uh, 9th. Mm-hmm. So she's pursuing that's in great. law and government. So what sort of things were you telling them as they were coming along to get in their mind that they should go to college? I just had them, you know, focus on school to put that part. You just beat your kids and no, tell them to go to college. Yes, yes. I just instilled into it. It was very important. And you always you know? wanted your kid to be better than you right. and to do better than right. you. And so the lack of education that you didn't get, you wanted to make sure that they got. Uh, coming up in the North, there was things that we took, we had in class. And black history was one of the ones that coming up there. Yeah, we had now. black history right. in Michigan. Right. You know, but when the years went by, especially down here, mm-hmm. there is no black history class. We had it in Gary, Indiana. So what, what happened to the mm-hmm. history? Marino? Um, I guess that just depends on what schools you were at or what type of values that your parents had when they were looking for an institution for you to have your education at. I I fortunately went to a lot of black schools, and so I am very, very well versed within black history because I was taught that before I got to Christopher Columbus and all the explorers or conquistadors of the European uh, societies. Right. At one time, education was controlled, and it was the privilege of the elite. The public education system uh, was created to afford the masses the same kind of education or access to knowledge that the privileged class had. Mm-hmm. Okay, that became important. Now, they can't stop somebody from getting it. What they don't want is for it to be prevalent. That means in every neighborhood, in every nook and cranny. So they'll let some people get it, right. but they don't want the masses to have access to it. Exactly. Okay? And so part of what Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. But it's, it's two things. Education, first of all, teaches you some of the basic skills and abilities you need, like reading, writing, and arithmetic, because those are essential in every field and industry. Right. But it goes beyond that by teaching you, because everybody's not going to college. Right. Okay? And everybody may not go into the military, mm-hmm. but everybody has to go into the workforce. That's mm-hmm. right. And there are certain skills and certain things you need to be taught, like mm-hmm. how to communicate, problem solving, right. how to be disciplined, patient Analytical. Solving. And in those schools out there in the suburbs, they teach those things as an adjunct. Miss Carter? Yeah, and you're certainly right, Mr. Fleming, but just like what Miss Davis was saying, you know, how she, you know, she got a she has a, a, a daughter going to, she has two daughters going to college. One, lawyer. You know, that is fantastic. It's so here she is, here she is, you know, telling her her daughters, you know, talking to them. And, and that's one key thing that parents, regardless of the school system, parents have to stay in tune with exactly. their kids, okay, exactly. to guide them, to, to motivate PTA them. Meetings. Because they, pay, they play a big part of their life. Right. And the kids do mm-hmm. listen to their parents, most kids. Now, you do have some kids that you have to take a go a little, 
Well, a whole that's lot right, of you know right. extra miles with. <laughs> but it's so it's so important yeah. for parents to constantly stay in touch, stay in tune with their kids, find out what they're always into, become not not a friend, but stay into right. you know their minds to keep motivating them to want to have a better life and a better education. And they have to take up time with them as well. I remember mm-hmm. when my children was was in school and I would go to PTA meetings or go to meetings with their with their teachers in the evenings and there would hardly be any parents there. Right. You know, so it, it starts at home. The family you know, they are, Yeah, they're thinking that the it? teachers are supposed to do all the educating, but we have to take an interest in it as well. Okay. Marino? As my, um, yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with that. My mother, I was able to read on a college level before I got to second grade. My mother, she stayed at home with me, helping me read and doing a whole bunch of other stuff that my teacher didn't do. It's, it's called uh, special attention. Um, do teacher, you think we're getting enough of that in our family dynamic today? No, not at all. Video that, games. Okay, I had a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. My father, he he owned three restaurants. He worked very, very hard. My mother did not have to work so many hours. She had more time to spend with me and my sister. Right. And we, with my sister, she just transferred from OSU to UNT. Um, her tuition was Oklahoma two State University, North Texas. <laughs> okay, okay. Loads, loads For it. everyone who doesn't live in this region. Right. Tupac wrote a, wrote a, a, a song. That still touches my heart today. They talks about his mama. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you know anything about Tupac, he wrote it first out of his anger uh, that was born in his disappointment because she was uh, a drug addict. But he came to realize mm-hmm. that there were powers and forces that were beyond his mother that simply overwhelmed her. Let me say this: I work with single mothers, head of households, mm-hmm. who have limited education, limited economic means, and limited good men. So if you're a single mother and you have a child before you're 17, that means you haven't completed school. So you have no intellectual capital. Right. Okay? Right. And therefore, you can't get or sustain what? The physical capital. Right. Unless you have some extra support. Mm-hmm. And if you go to work, if you're not on welfare, you're working, you're working anywhere from 10 to 16 hours a day, six and seven days a week. Mm-hmm. When do you have time to go exactly. to PTA? When do you have time to teach your child? You're not at home because you just you're scrapping. Now I'm yeah. not saying everybody, but I'm saying there's some realities yeah. that we don't realize, and the system is designed for such a way for us to look on them as if they don't care and they're not doing anything, as opposed to us saying, "How can we help her?" And right. see, I got and, to see. And not everybody does because I was one of those yeah. single mothers that was that had children when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. and I worked hard and I took care of my children, but I still made time for my children to what was important as far as their education, made sure their homework was done, I attended functions and my kids got a chance in addition to taking to doing their education, they also got to do extracurricular activities because what? I knew that that was very important for them. And, that's and you make the exceptional rule. Right. Right. I have a home daycare right. and I have parents who actually exactly. look for the daycare to teach their exactly. kids. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it goes back to how God structured the home. That's right. He made the structure of the father doing what he's supposed to do so the mother can do what she's supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And when that broke down, you it broke yeah. up the, right. the the guideline on how the home should be run. And see, I got you to see both sides. Mm-hmm. You have some exceptions. Yes, you will. Frederick Douglass says the 110. These are the people who are going to succeed and excel the talented regardless test, exactly. of the obstacles that are in their way. Right. Mm-hmm. But he said there are nine tenths that can't overcome that. Right. And if the one tenth judges them on what they've done, that's called projection, Right. then you're going to have ghettos. Miss mm-hmm. Carter? But you know what? So this, this, this radio show 
just like you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank okay? you. Okay. And this radio show, what we're here is to tell is to tell the people out there, you know, the things that they may be doing wrong, but can be can start doing right. right. Hopefully, they'll see what we're talking about to 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 make them realize how can I get my child on the right track. Right. Yeah. And what was that okay. old saying? You could take it the horse to the you could take it to water. But you can't make them drink. I can give you the education. I can tell you what you need to do. And this has been going on for years and years on the breakdown of communication from the young to the old. Let's do it. Right. And back in the day, though, it it took a village. And it still takes a village to raise a child. You Mm -hmm. can't teach what you don't know. And you can't give what you don't have. Come on. So there are people who don't know that they don't know that they don't know what they don't know. So they they don't know they need it. So Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a teacher or a mentor Mm -hmm. that will take the time to invest in you. Mm-hmm. So that then you can have something to give to your children. You'll struggle, and you have a, you have a, 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 a generation, a cycle of poverty that will begin to self perpetuate itself mm-hmm. by design. Mm-hmm. So it takes the unusual people who excel in spite of that to go back and help these people. First of all, have You're a vision. Supposed to reach back, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where the breakdown has happened in our community because mm-hmm. we get our and that's keep going. And our and our community today said, "Hey, it's about I me. I'm gonna mine. get mine. I, I don't know mine. you. Right. You got my family. You got part right. of my crew." Right. Jacqueline that's Flowers. Next question. What do you think about the fact that more black men are incarcerated than were slaves in 1850? Now, is that a, let's see, then again, it comes back. Is that a true statement? That was my next question. Yes, it's true. Are yes, there more is. people incarcerated than in college, or are there more black men in college than incarcerated? In 1980, there were, there were less than 200,000 people incarcerated in this country. Mm-hmm. Today, it's 3.2 million. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two-thirds of those are people of color and minority. Mm-hmm. Do, yes. do you think they're on a path then? To incarcerate our youth, yes, they are. Is jail the new slavery? Like yes. Mama shot the cops from Brotherhood. Mm. In 1981, we had a new emerging market. Mm. The emerging market was private prisons. Right. And so there's a saying in the investment industry that. Crime doesn't pay, but prisons sure do. Yeah. And yeah. running prisons is like running a hotel. Who would build mm-hmm. one uh, without the, the guarantee that you're going to have enough occupancies mm-hmm. to keep it sealed? Right. And so the more then people, you create the culture. Right. You control Jackie, some wow. things. And Go the ahead. more people that they have in these prisons, the more money, the funding that the prisons get. Right. So they have out. an incentive yeah. to fill their beds. Do you mm. know that in the last 15 years, that 31 of the state prisons have changed their names from Correction and rehabilitation mm-hmm. to criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Right. They deliberately took out that word because they're not trying to rehab. No, right. matter of fact, there is no rehab because if you want to start going to corrections when you were a, a juvenile, mm-hmm. you grown up with the opportunity to be educated. Right. So you haven't been habilitated, let alone what? Rehab means to restore. Mm-hmm. You never right. had it. And you know the 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 uh, the, the the attitudes with uh, people nowadays are so different, so harsh, much harsher, right. and, well. and scary actually, because they'll kill you in a minute. Yeah, you know. Man. So therefore, that's why too. You know, you have the things turning worse than getting better in within the prison. And uh, I thought the prison was overcrowded nowadays anyway. Yeah, it is. And I want to see... Why would you contract with a private company for beds Cheap if labor. you had room in the public prison? But see, this, is, this is the thing, though. The, the question of uh, is prison modern-day slavery? Yeah. According to the U.S. Constitution, slavery is still legal if the law has been broken. Right. So when you send a young man to prison and make him work for pennies a day... 
it's completely legal according to the paperwork right. of our country. That's what but that, that is. But that's not equal application of the law because 70% of the people who commit drug crimes are not black. Right. All right. White. When do we come back to the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America, we're going to discuss something everybody is polarized on. That's reparations. The State of Black America on pushcapradio.com sponsored by simplymemagazine.com pushcapradio.com the hottest internet station in the game what's up Dallas Fort Worth check out the hottest new station on the internet Shackleford One and the main event only on pushcapradio.com People oftentimes, when they begin to understand the great secret, become frightened of, of all of these negative thoughts that they have. Two things they need to be aware of. One, it has been proven now scientifically that an affirmative thought is hundreds of times more powerful than a negative thought. PushGapRadio.com, Dallas, Fort Worth. Remember when black folk used to act like family? Have dinner together at the dinner table. No cell phones, no television. We actually would have real conversations with each other. And we spoke to one another. Let's start doing that again. PushGapRadio.com, our agenda is pushing yours. And now, back to the State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine. In Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. We're PushGapRadio.com. Welcome back to the first annual PushGapRadio.com State of Black America show. What we're going to get into now, which is sponsored by Simply Me Magazine, what we're going to get into now is reparations. We're going to go around the horn to see what everybody thinks of reparations. Now, what I think with reparations, I know like my dear cousin here said, we ain't going to get them. But with reparations... It's like the guy said. It's like playing a real-life Monopoly game. Black folk didn't get their $200. They didn't get their 40 acres and a mule. The Indians have been compensated. The Jews have been compensated. Everyone that's been done wrong has been compensated except black folk. Now, me, on the one hand, I feel before Barack Obama gets out and says his last speech, he should apologize for slavery. If I think that there should be some reparations, it should be 25 years of higher education for black folk. You ain't got to pay for it. And we definitely need some mental health care for all the years of oppression, the centuries of beatdown, the psychological aspect of it. We need some mental health care. Money, mm, I don't know. But some land, that would be good. So we're going to go around the horn. We're going to start with Brother Fleming first. What do you think <laughs> about all, black folk and reparations? I, I'm going to begin with a definition in the, in, in the literal sense of reparation is. Reparation is compensation when something that you own has been taken from you. Right. Outside of the law. Okay. So in Africa, there are black tribes who are being uh, provided reparation for land that was taken from them by European settlers. Exactly. The Japanese got reparation in this country because during uh, the World War, we took their property across the country out of fear that the enemy was living with us. Mm -hmm. The Indians got reparation because this was their land that was stolen. Exactly. But this was not our land. It was not our property. And we were taken from Africa. Now, I'm not saying that we don't owe, we're not entitled to something to help us get a boot up. 
But mm-hmm. reparation in the spirit sense says by the law, and that's what you go by because it's called rule of law, that says that something that you owned was taken from you. We did not own the land over here. We were imported from our land. To that's what that is. Vivian Clark, reparations. They took me from Africa and they brought me over here. You personally or your My folks gone. I want what's due. Exactly. So what do you think education, black folks should get as a reparation? Education. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Land. I want it. Okay. And if they want to throw in some money, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Real quick, Brother Fleming, what do you think black okay. folks should get as reparation? Real quick, what and I we got to go around. black people should be, should, should be afforded. If you have been handicapped, mm-hmm. say, for instance, you were deprived of the opportunity to compete for the Olympics mm-hmm. for many, many years. Then suddenly one day they walk in and say, okay, you can go run in the, in the, in the marathon or the 100-meter dash. You have been deprived of the opportunity to practice all the professional training and consultation. You can't compete effectively. Mm-hmm. So you handicap the other racers by putting, what, an anvil on their backs right. to limit them so that, what, you get a chance to catch up. Right. So I think there are things that should be afforded us, what the sister just said, education, economic opportunities, and so forth. Ms. Jeanette Carter, what do you think about reparations for African Americans? You know, uh, what really gets me, and, and I still don't understand it, how... how Thank, uh, th- thank you, Vivian. <laughs> Get on easy. the mic, girl. I'm sorry, because my voice is so loud. How easy it is for foreigners to come to America. Exactly. And, and they get, and it's so easy for them to get a business. Chike. Okay? Get a business approved right. for them to go into business. Mm-hmm. Whereas when blacks put in the application, they get denied. Mm-hmm. I never could understand that. Question. You know? Now, with that, though, there were. Wait a minute, real quick. Let me answer that. Hold, hold that one. What do you think black folks should get, Jeanette Carter, as reparations? They should get their requests. The what is their request? Their business. They, all they want to do is go in to start their own business. Right. I, I too, myself, uh, my grandfather was going to start a clothing business for yeah. me way back in the day. He had the money. But for some reason, we were still denied. And mm. then that's when I realized how easy it was for all these foreigners just to get businesses so when in. they come over. And they don't even speak English. Okay, real quick, Charmin Davis, what do you think African Americans should get? I'm going to pick you back off what, uh, what Jeanette says. We need some kind of funding, right. some uh, grant, free money, so we can get some business started. There are. There are. That's what I'm trying to tell well, you. Somebody we, please you tell next. me where we they're at. Next. Okay. But what do you think blacks should get as part of reparations? You um, think they should get funding, land or money and money, funding? Money, funding, funding for business and okay. education. Okay. Uh, Jackie, yeah. Now, there was a recent survey done and it has been proven that black women now get the equal amount of loans and things approved as white males. So actually we're ahead of the game Real. as far as yes. Real. As far as everybody else with being able to get loans and to be able to get money. We're getting approved for just as much as a white male right. as black women. Marino, what you got? Did Mr. Fleming come back um, to you? I, I would what really do you think black no. should get as reparations. Um first of all, I don't uh, to be c- clear, I don't think they have enough money, land or resources <laughs> to pay us back for the pain, blood, and everything that we shed in this country. However, I do think that they should um, build more schools than prisons. They should build some more schools in our neighborhood and make sure they are properly stocked with the educational materials that we need to survive here. Um, money would be really, really lovely. Um, and some land. Really, yeah. really, land is a big thing. Two things. First of all, real quick. 
pen is mightier than the sword. Right. We want the sword. We're angry. But if you're not at the table when decisions are being made and planning takes place, then you're reacting after the fact. Mm-hmm. We always come in after legislative event. We want this. We need to understand the power of voting and participation exactly. so that we don't right. leave it to the person, people right. we say don't right. like us, to what? To do for us. So that's the first thing. Right. And we don't teach our children that. Right. But I work every day. Mm-hmm. So today, I just help some black people, black men mm-hmm. and women all the time, access what we call minority suicide. That is a form of recreation. Rep- so you that know, so tens you of millions of dollars every year is not being tapped in for suicide. They say if this large company gets this job, for $36 million, right. 33% must be used to subcontract, sub- subcontract with minority. But Where how do minorities find out about these opportunities? First of all, it's available on the Internet because you got the Internet. Right. You can ask the question, are there minority set-asides? Mm-hmm. Are there, and it'll, it'll Google you. But if you're looking for choo-choo and choo-choo and you want to be entertained, you got the technology and you're using it for something other than right. something else. World I think star. what you said, I'm telling you, I, I, knowledge is power. And I think what we mess right. up is we just don't have, no. we don't get the resource. Right. Right. We exactly. don't go for the resource because we wanted, that's right. Hand we it want it us. right here. And if I got to look it up, I don't want to go for it. And remember, and that's and so we mess up. It's recreation because before 1921 and 33 was the Great Depression, it was only given to white people who were struggling poor. And right. you can give it to a, a husband and wife. But when they decided to include us, they passed legislation. Now they said you couldn't give it to a family where the man where the was man in the man home. Man. Exactly. That's recreation. Yeah. And it creates a generation of handout where you give me and give me a boot up where right. I don't have to compete. What I want is to... To, to, to handicap the field until I can what? Catch up, learn, and so forth. But then I want to compete and know that I succeeded on my what? Right. On my own so that my children know they can do it too without exactly. you always giving them what? A boot up. Right. they always looking for the hookup. Pushcapradio.com, Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Like my dad said, learn the trade. Don't learn the ropes of the trade. That's what And I think, said. yeah, I think that, well, that's what my old man stole it from. So, uh, but, you know, I, I looked at it's that as I went through, it's still relevant today, but I looked at that as I got older, you know, and most cats would tell you that, that they were trying to, uh, I'm going to just learn the tricks. Okay, well, how proficient are you going to be if you're cutting corners? Man, when are, when are our people going to stop trying to cut corners? I don't know. Do you guys think there's no should, corner to cut in life? Should we as black people be celebrating the 4th of July? Sharman Davis. No. <laughs> do you celebrate it? Do you go see fireworks? No, do you I do barbecue? Not. No, I do not. You don't do any of that? No, not any Marina. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I bought a, 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 a black cat. I don't celebrate the 4th of July. My people were not free then. Exactly. And for Texas, for us, it's June 19th. Do you celebrate that? June 19th. Yeah. Yes, sir. Why would we celebrate a holiday that, that, you em- find that, out that embodies that you were denied access two years later? You right. You celebrate the 4th of July. But it's still the day. It's two years after you were liberated, right? Mm-hmm. And we we've, we've been by. Now, not to me, it doesn't really matter whether you celebrate it or not, because that's called a misnomer. Then we want to get you caught up in debating and arguing about something that really has no relevancy mm-hmm. in terms of what you need to be about. Right? So up north, uh, Vivian Clark, we up north. We come down here, something. y'all folks. Up, <laughs> y'all folks. <laughs> me and Charmin are. <laughs> me and Charmin are from Gary. We don't know about no watermelon. <laughs> what kind of mess is that? Freedom. I get you a taste of sweet tea. But Vivian, do you celebrate Fourth of July? No, I don't. <laughs> Jeanette Carter. You know, to be honest with you, yes, I do. Because, you know, the kids, um, they, 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 they get involved in that. And I don't deprive them of seeing the right, right. fireworks 
that you know everyone else sees. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, I, I let them do that because it's just like uh, Santa Claus. Miss Janet, you got you got Mike fright tonight, huh? <laughs> 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 there are Americans in this room. We all Americans. Part of this thing about assimilation. All right, real quick, got thirty seconds. Okay, Come to get to us to not embrace and to keep this divide. That I live in America, okay? Mm-hmm. And whether people like it or not. I want to be proud that I'm American. Yeah. Which means I'm fighting and moving for for full access and participation for all Americans. Uh-huh. Right. The powers right. that be wants to create division between ethnic groups so that we're busy fighting. All right. We're going to touch more on that when we come back. Next topic, black relationships with PushGapRadio.com. We invite you to continue listening to the second hour of the State of Black America show. Sponsored by Simply Me Magazine. In our next segment, we will be touching on the subject of black relationships. The State of Black America show, exclusively on PushGapRadio.com. What are you waiting for? Represent where you coming from. Hi, this is Sarah. I'm from Dallas. And when I'm at work, I listen to PushGap Radio. My name is Ginger. I'm from Virginia, and when I'm at work, and I listen to Push Gap Radio. My name is Justin Graves. I'm from West Texas, and when I'm at work, I listen to PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com, where you are coming. PushGapRadio.com, the hottest internet station in the game. What's up, Dallas-Fort Worth? Check out the hottest new station on the internet, Shackleford One and the main event, only on PushGapRadio.com. People oftentimes, when they begin to understand the great secret, become frightened of, of all of these negative thoughts that they have. Two things they need to be aware of. One, it has been proven now scientifically that an affirmative thought is hundreds of times more powerful than a negative thought. PushGapRadio.com, Dallas, Fort Worth. Remember when black folk used to act like family? Have dinner together at the dinner table. No cell phones, no television. We actually would have real conversations with each other. And we spoke to one another. Let's start doing that again. PushGapRadio.com. Our agenda is pushing yours. And now, back to the State of Black America show, sponsored by Simply Me Magazine. In Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. We're pushgapradio.com. For all the latest in urban news, sports, and entertainment, listen to Shackleford One and the main event every Thursday and Friday at 10 a.m. Log on to pushgapradio.com. Believe me when I say you don't want to miss a single episode. Shackleford One and the main event only on pushgapradio.com. Dallas, baby. Uncle Tom. <laughs> 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 All right. I haven't called you to my office yet. I still owe you from last week when I was I heard your phone bang. All right. Bing is calling Jackie and Uncle Tom. We're going to get to all of that. All right. Four types of black people. Now, before you start writing us, telling us it's racist and it's stupid and whoop the whoop, we didn't come up with this, all right? We're just bringing the information to you. There's a saying that there are four types of black people. I'm going to read off the four. They're in no particular order. And then, class, we're going to discuss. 
The number one type of black person is ethnic blacks. These are black people that adhere to typical black cultural icons. They speak with slang, dress with a certain fashion, and pretty much do things that are predominantly done by blacks. They're the second largest segment of black Americans. Examples are Martin Lawrence, P. Diddy, and Chris Rock. Number two. Ghetto blacks or Migos. <laughs> These are the blacks that most people hate. They're uneducated, unmotivated, and criminally minded. These are the typical blacks you see in the projects you hear talking loud on the bus and being chased on cops. They are gangbangers, criminals, and welfare dependents, and they are the third largest segment of black Americans. Number three, mainstream blacks. These are black people who speak with little or no slang, yet they are aware and proud of their black heritage. You see them in coffee shops, bars, and pretty much anywhere you find white folks. They integrate well, but have a keen sense of stereotypes and prejudice. This is the largest segment of black Americans. Examples are Bill Cosby, Will Smith, Wesley Snipes, and President Obama. Now, remind you, these are in no particular order. Number four of the four types of black people. What did you call Jackie, babe? <laughs> Uncle Tom. The Uncle Tom Blacks. These are the blacks that are similar to mainstream blacks, except that they have a specific desire to adhere to American white culture traits. They're educated, speak with absolutely no slang, and never represent any black cultural traits. They are not threatening, believe the negative stereotypes about black people, and pretty much like the same things white people like. They are more comfortable with whites, Asians, or non-blacks. This is the smallest segments of black Americans. All right, have at it. Well, I'm definitely not an Uncle Trump. I mean, <laughs> some of those traits, yeah, but the majority of them, no. I would like to know, though, what color, what race was the person that wrote that? I mean, that's what I'm some saying. Some of that oh. sounded... Well, we're going to steer away from that because that ain't what we're talking about. Yeah, well... Ethnic blacks. Ghetto blacks, mainstream blacks, Uncle Tom blacks. Do you I'm know any people that fall under any of these categories as you go through your life meeting black people? I know, I know yeah. all of them. I've been all of them. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm talking it's about? It's different been, points in your life. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? As you progress as a person in general, you know what I'm talking about? You're going to go through different phases. That's you know right. what I'm talking about? Because you're that's your society. It, that's basically what I'm saying. That is, that's a, like a phase. It's right. Different phases of being black. That's right. But okay. I, I, don't, I, I choose not to be the Uncle Tom. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, if you know me, if anybody that Uncle Tom, me, <laughs> clean that up, J Mac. Like I was saying, fling. Um, <laughs> if anybody that knows me, everybody know anybody that knows me. I can't stand. That's right. And so, therefore, no, I'm not an Uncle Tom. But you know, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Everybody play, you know, has been in that in different times. But, but you know, I, I know me that uh, I know folks that. Uh, that they say that they're not, but they are. Right. And it's kind of hard not to sit there and look at you like, you stupid. Right. You know? Right. You know, but Be- because I think that there are three types of black folks, okay? Well, African Americans. Yeah. Black. Yeah. And. Yeah. All right. African Americans. <laughs> African Americans are people like Oprah and Bill Cosby and Barack Obama. Black folk is like the folk in this room, okay? But, uh, <laughs> thank you, J Mac. That's like who 
Pookie and Ray Ray there. You know what I'm saying? They'll have something good going on, but eventually they're going to step on their Johnson. But like you said, at some point being a black person, you, I feel you go through all of those. Now, the Uncle Tom thing, I don't know if I fit into yeah, that. A, a certain amount know. of it, though. You know on I mean? the like, job, mate. Yeah, exactly. Because, That's what you I'm know, saying. Is it no, Uncle Tom, though, no, or is it, no, you know? No, I don't say that you have to be an Uncle Tom to be right. at, be at work. I mean, you can still be yourself, but then, you know, there's, right. there's, 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 there's but you can't, exude, you can't exude your blackness like it. You also got to be fine what's considered blackness because everybody thinks if you walk with a slang and you talk like this and you're hip hop, though that's black. But then you have other people that may say, well, hip hop, hip hop, and having talking slang is not always considered black. You right. can, I mean, you can still talk proper and still be black. Why exactly. is it if you carry yourself with intelligence, you talk with intelligence, you're educated, you have a good job, you take care of your business why is it you're having to try to be like another race why isn't we yeah. why is it not looked at as we are being ourselves in the bucket mentality. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're trying uh, to be an uncle we Tom. had a discussion a week or so ago jackie and i did it's the thing with the little asian boy in your math class he's real good at math he's killing you so after school you decide to jump on him and beat him up due to the fact that he's making you look bad instead of you stepping your game up you want him to slow his game down. Right, All right? exactly. That's where that comes from with that, man. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, we I mean. We need to step our game up. You do. I yeah, grew up in the hood. Is. I grew up in, in Oak Cliff. I was an honor student, smart, didn't get in trouble, didn't fight, didn't do any of that. And as a kid, I had no idea what it was to act white or to ha- act that? black she or, making or my, any she of she that. She's making my argument for no. Uncle Tom. Shut up, baby. But you know what? I'm yeah, I feel you. you know, I most definitely feel you. See, I grew up in, um, in, you know, what I'm saying, in a white neighborhood as well. You know, in Garland, people, you know, think, you know, they think Garland is a white city, and it pretty much right. it is. You know what I mean? But it is some hoods in Garland, and the schools I That's went to right. were actually, you know, what I mean, more white type schools. That's why right. Garland are one of the best districts in the in the whole state of Texas. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Right. But. I'm, I still feel like I feel like right now in my life I'm probably more leaning towards um, a mixture of um, ethnic and mainstream. Exactly. You know what I'm talking I feel about? you on that one. And right, most right, of right us, yeah. most yeah. of us are mainstream. I yeah. feel because you know you 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 have to assimilate. Okay, exactly. what you do in the hood, you can't do downtown. Exactly. Because Pookie and Ray Ray them ain't signing your check. Right. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Whoop the whoop. That's why you hang on the corner drinking forties and smoking blunts because you won't do that. Right? Because you know, I, I mean, I, I I grew up. I mean, I grew up in Plano. I grew up in Plano. All right, we all know that. Okay, yeah. but but you know, but and, and even Mama Mac would tell you, and anybody, like I said, anybody that knows me, I didn't do a lot of stuff in in in, uh, in Plano. Most of the things that I did was in the hood, was in Oak Cliff, was in South Dallas. So you go but, do your dirt and go back home to Plano. Exactly. I, boy, you beat me to it. I'm gonna say, yeah, he go to he was looking for a rat, and then he go back to the crib with the cheese. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean, boy. But but don't tell nobody. Though. <laughs> At least we're not cutting up and eating our children and, right. and our parents. Mother, you didn't stuff. give me that game, boy. So I'm gonna shoot you. Come on. <laughs> Let us know what you think. 
Do you think that's true that there are four types of black people? Do you think that you are any of these people? Do you think you know someone who could be one of these people? We're going to put this on our Facebook, and it's also going to be on our blog, and we're going to read your responses on next week. PushGapRadio.com. We're about longevity. We're about our community. We're about our music. And we are about you. Our agenda is pushing yours. Are you any of these black people? Okay, Bane calling them out. He saying some Toms up in here. <laughs> some Toms, baby. Some Toms. <laughs> no, just just hating. Don't hate. Shaka 41 in the main event. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on our blog. Let us know which black person do you think it is. On PushGapRadio.com, we want to be your official Dallas Internet Station in Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, with a small but mighty PushGapRadio.com. It's where the savvy listeners hang out. We need, yeah. we need you. <laughs> we need you guys to uh, help us out. Uh, go on as you're listening to the show. To your right, you can become a follower. All right? Click on that for us. We greatly appreciate it. At the bottom, you see that the little like thumbs up thing. Yeah. What we need you to do is click on that and say that you like it. We have a lot of listeners. We're just not reflecting that in our numbers. So if you guys could do that for us, very small thing for you, very big thing to us, we would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> PushGapRadio.com. It's time to break free and shake yourself loose from boring mainstream radio. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At PushGapRadio.com, the power is in the name. PushGapRadio.com. Shake yourself loose. PushGapRadio.com, Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. You want roll the moon float like a balloon. You see, it's never too late and it's never too soon. Take it from me, it's I to be And how would you feel knowing prejudice was obsolete? And all mankind danced to the exact beat. And that night it was safe to walk down the street. Yours or what's yours is mine. In living color. And how would you feel knowing everybody was different? From thin to thicker, through thicker, thin, and eager physical trips was put to it. And in living color. In living color. You want all the moon float like a balloon. You see, it's never too late and it's never too soon. Take it from me, it's I to be. In living color. And how would you feel knowing prejudice was obsolete? And all mankind danced to the exact beat. And that night it was safe to walk down the street. In living color. I'ma test this out right quick on you out. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. What are you waiting for? Represent where you coming from. Hi, this is Tara. I'm from Dallas. And when I'm at work, I listen to Push Cap Radio. My name is Ginger. I'm from Virginia. And when I'm at work, and I listen to Push Cap Radio. My name is Justin Graves. I'm from West Texas. And when I'm at work, I listen to Push Cap Radio. 
PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com, where you are coming. I was hungry. You gotta be hungry. PushGapRadio.com, the art of urban, intimate radio. PushGapRadio.com, Dallas, baby.